0: Hey, Purpose Claremont, <clears throat> right now we're in the uh, the book of Nehemiah. We just started it, I think it was yesterday, um, just going a few chapters at a time in our Bible reading program. And going through chapter one, just something just really stood out to me and I just wanted to share it. Um, pray it's a blessing or a challenge, whatever is necessary for you, um, but pray it's a blessing. So let me pray and I'll jump into it real quick. Don't have a ton to say about it, but just something that really stood out to me and I just was so blown away by it. So let me pray. Jesus, pray for I pray for wisdom and discernment for all of us, always being teachable and open to uh, the leading of your Holy Spirit. Um, I pray that as we look at your word, um, I absolutely love the book of Nehemiah. God, I thank you for what it's about. I thank you for the lessons that are in it, how practical it is, especially for leaders. Um, so God, please show us and teach us, um, and then just inspire us to move forward with you. God, I love you. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Like I was praying, uh, if you're a leader who's leading any kind of organization or business or ministry, I mean, Nehemiah is one of the best books. I feel like it's God's leadership book for us that we're, um, that we as leaders that we're leading in a manner worthy of Jesus, but also what to expect as a leader. So I really recommend it. But chapter one, um, really stood out to me because there's this part, I think there's three key things that stand out, um. Remember, Nehemiah, um, he's introduced here in the beginning. um, And then he, he, and then, like, let me just read it. The words of Nehemiah, the son of that guy. Uh, I don't want to try to pronounce it because I'll butcher it. Now, it happened in the month of of Chislev in the 20th year, as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. So all of a sudden, Nehemiah is just getting a report, but he sees the need. That's what verse 3 is. He sees the need, or at least he hears about the need. He's never really been to Jerusalem. I mean, he's just, um, he's heard about it. He actually has a a quote-unquote regular job. You see at the very end of chapter 1, he says now he was the cupbearer to the king, but that's not just a... That's not just like um, he just carries a cup. No, he tastes the drink before the king gets it. This is a very trusted position in that in that day. But he hears the need. The remnant there is uh, the, the the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. And then the very next verse um, is beginning of Nehemiah's prayer. It says, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the Lord God of heaven. Now, here's the thing. Um, you move from the need, like you hear the need. But man, when it grabs your heart, now you have the burden. So you have the need. You hear the need. Man, this is something that's just getting me. And now there's a burden that you have in your heart. I mean, this was such a, a burden for for Nehemiah that he wept and he mourned for days. And then he continued to fast and pray to God. So for days, he's just broken over this idea of... The need that he hears in verse 3. Then as you continue to go through the prayer in chapter 1, you get to the very end. Uh, in verse 11, he says, O oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. And so when he says grant him mercy in the sight of this man, he's going to stand before the king and he's actually going to ask for the king um, who has no reason to grant this request of rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, and not only let not only let Nehemiah build it but then to pay for the whole thing, but now you see him go from the need to the burden to the calling, like he knew this was something that he had to do, and when i when I looked at it, I thought, God, help me see the need that causes causes me to be overwhelmed that. There's that song uh, where the line in it is, break my heart for what breaks yours. And I want my heart to be broken for the things that God has broken or God's heart has broken over. But as I see the need, I want it to be a true God-given burden, uh, the kind of burden that causes me to fast and to pray and to mourn for days. And I started thinking, like, when is the last time? Like, what am I passionate about that's grabbed my heart so much? And one of the things I wrote down was, man, I want to see churches be the church, like it's described in the book of Acts, and not to be less of an organization, but just more of a a body of believers brought together to fulfill a specific purpose. That it, It's a body of believers brought together to fulfill the Great Commission. Like that's what I want. Every follower of Jesus, knowing that they've been called to fulfill the Great Commission, knowing they are anointed and appointed and gifted uh, to fulfill the Great Commission, that all believers, all followers of Jesus are called to make disciples, and then that churches are just going bonkers as we're following uh, what i believe is prescriptive in the book of acts and so i just i do have a burden for that i want to see that happen i want to see people who don't know jesus know jesus i know that i want to grow in my ability to share the gospel with strangers that i meet um knowing i want to be able to i want to improve and be able to discern the the leading of the holy spirit that if he's giving me um, a special word to give to somebody but to lead them into relationship with jesus i want that but know that i've been called like and what is it for you? What is the need that you see? Has it burdened you so much that it actually causes you to pray and to fast and to mourn over it? And then if so, then you move forward in this calling. But in the calling, it's not like, okay, God, I'm going to take care of it. It's, I want to go forward with God. God, I want to go forward with you. I need you. But this is something huge. And the thing I want to make sure that we point out, this is something that was beyond Nehemiah's ability to Get cleared by the king, and actually to to do on his own. And you'll see later on in the book, he actually gets other people and moves them into accepting um, passionately their call to rebuild the temple. And as they get through it, you'll see how long it took. I mean, I'm not not the temple. I'm sorry, but this whole thing, but not the temple, but the walls, the walls around the temple. Um, this is huge. Ezra was building the temple. This is building the wall around the temple. Such a huge deal. And how quickly it was done is only an act of God. And so to see this, what's the need? What's the burden? And then is there the calling? And if there's the calling, then move forward. Go forward and watch, be part of this process of seeing God do the unexplainable in such a way that people around you have no other thing that they can say except that, man, God is in this work. So I wanted to leave you with that. Guys, I love you. I love working with you. I love walking beside you and serving alongside of you. That's the other thing you'll see in chapter three. Um, You'll see this phrase next to them, next to them, next to him, next to him, next to them. Of all the people that joined in the building of the wall, not the temple, but the wall. And that's how I felt. Like as I kept putting boxes around that phrase, I thought, man, I get to do ministry. I get to walk next to them. I get to serve Jesus next to this brotherhood, this sisterhood, this family that I call Purpose Claremont. So guys, I love you. I can't Um, I can't wait to see you again on Thursday or on Sunday. Just love worshiping with you, but I love hearing how it is that God's using you. So know that I'm praying for you. Uh, I got your back. Thanks for your love and care and concern for me and mine. Um, It definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Love you guys.